0: The snap the kick is on the way it hit the upright it's good it went through
1: it couldn't have been easy i mean that wouldn't have made sense even a 20-yard chip shot field goal to win it had to have a degree of difficulty of course it hit the upright it was cardinals cowboys in the 90s and it was as much about the fans winning as the team
2: looking up and seeing the fans that's something where It's like something that they they deserved, they needed it. They needed it just as much as we needed it.
3: To reach any of our goals, we had to go through Dallas. This is what it's about. The fans came out here. I don't care how it got through, it got through and we won.
2: And this threshold
1: moment in Cardinals history was every bit as much about the last second win as it was about what happened next. I need to rewrite
2: my story. I was just curious as a reporter what happens to a goalpost when he walks out of Sun Devil Stadium? I just ended up following it as, as far as I could.
1: Hey guys, anybody know what happened to the goalpost? Who cares? who cares?
2: You never know what game it can be or when it can happen, even during a season where you may lose a lot of games. You'll win one that will turn the tide and make people believe. This is the story
1: of the night the goalposts vanished. The night the Cowboys finally found themselves down and out against the Cardinals. And guess what? Same with the goalposts. Down they go and out the stadium they went. This is Cardinals Folktales presented by 72Soul, where we go in-depth, into Cardinals history. All time anecdotes through the personal recollections and memories of those who lived it. Or in my case, those who covered it. Yeah, they stormed the field Vic and now they came and stormed the post game party. No cowboy fans loud in here, right gang? My name is Paul Calvisi. I've covered the Cardinals for more than a quarter century and I was there that night, September 7th, 1997, when the goalposts vanished after the Cowboys were vanquished. This
3: is the way it's supposed to be, baby! This is the way it's supposed to be every week!
2: As a reporter, you go where the story is. At that time, the story was leaving Sun Devil Stadium, walking down Fifth Street, and then walking up Mill Avenue. The fans came alive.
4: They just loved it. The Cardinals pick up possibly their biggest win since
2: coming here to the Valley nine years ago. It was like a crowd I've never seen before at a Cardinals game. They just went ballistic. Pure pandemonium at Sun Devil Stadium. They take down the
1: goalpost. To know the magnitude of that moment after the game, you had to know all the history, all the angst, feeding into
2: this game, this rivalry. They were Dallas, and we were the Cardinals. They were the big brothers. We were the little brothers. You know, Dallas had dominated the NFC East for years, and they're Super Bowl champs. And they had all the names and all the swag that goes along with it.
4: It was the rival game. Whether we were in St. Louis, whether we were here, it was the game on the schedule.
1: There's two people who have seen plenty of Cardinals Cowboys, wide receiver Frank Sanders and longtime Cardinals trainer John Omohundro who witnessed every Cardinals-Cowboys game from 1967 through 2008. It was a game, it just wasn't much of a rivalry yet. 13 straight Cardinals losses to the Cowboys spanning seven years. You had a Cowboys team that was winning Super Bowls. In fact, a year and a half earlier, they had won a Super Bowl in Sun Devil Stadium, Super Bowl 30.
2: These were the Cowboys. This was the Troy Aikman Cowboys. This was the Emmitt Smith Cowboys. No one, I don't think, would have given the Cardinals a chance to win this game. That's Arizona Republic
1: reporter Richard Relis, who's been covering Arizona since the mid-'90s. His assignment that night covered the stadium takeover, although that would change. He would have to call an audible. As the Cowboys had stars on their helmet, and star power on the roster and they had plenty of fans who traveled
2: this was a Dallas Cowboys home game for all intents and purposes the stadium was filled with Cowboys fans decked out in silver and blue it was like just every year you would have to look really hard to find the little spots of red in here in fact Troy
1: Aikman he was fond of calling the Cowboys trip to Tempe quote their ninth home game yes a direct quote which irritated Cardinals fans something fierce and always got the attention of Cardinals players like former Cardinals kicker Kevin Butler
3: you know I came running out there and is this a home game or is this an away game the Cowboys were America's team at that point and uh, it seemed like they had on a lot more Cowboy jerseys and I remember Neas just saying we got to win before they start cheering for us I went Seems like a fair deal. Let's let's try to win.
2: There were still a lot of cowboy jerseys in the stands, but we gave them something—the fans—to go. Okay, wait a sec. This could be something if we believe that could be bigger.
1: That's Jake Plummer, who was a rookie in '97, holding the clipboard that night in primetime.
0: Sunday night NFL on TNT. <laughs> the Cowboys take on the Cardinals. <laughs> Sunday night at 8:00 Eastern on TNT.
1: That was the backdrop on air, while the night air in Tempe was a toasty 101 degrees, with attendance listed as 71,578.
0: Cardinals at the Dallas 10-yard line. Hand the ball off right side to McElroy, trying to get around the corner. He's in the goal line. He's in. He scores. And I'll tell you what, McIlroy made that play. He followed his blockers, hit it up like he was going to go to the inside with their great speed, did it. And I'll tell you what, mcelroy has got the speed to turn it on to the outside.
1: That's Leland McElroy with the score, as the Cardinals would take a 7-6 lead early second quarter. But the wheels begin to fall off. Big D at this takedown of Big Red.
0: Dallas showing blitz, and here they come. Graham steps. Oh, he smoked. He fumbles the ball. It's picked up and into the end zone for the touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys. takes it in for the score. Big hit by Shante
1: Carver. The strip sack knocked down starting quarterback Ken Graham, but it didn't knock him or the Cardinals out. Down 22-7 in the third quarter, the same fans who would celebrate later were actually booing the home team at this point until commence comeback. Graham at the seven-yard line of Dallas. Let's see if the Cowboys
0: blitzing. They send four. Graham to throw. Pumps it and throws. It's caught by Sanders. He dives. He scores by Sanders he was could have gotten drilled right there by Brock Marion but he just jumps over him for the touchdown puts the ball into the end zone that's the heart of the Cardinals right there
1: Frank Sanders now it's 22 14 Dallas then with less than four minutes to go big D lineman Michael Bankston he blocks a 40-yard fuel goal that would have iced the game for the Cowboys Instead, the Cardinals mount a drive. Rob Moore, a key 47-yard catch and run. And then, with just over a minute to go in the fourth quarter, the Cardinals get a big score from their big tight end.
0: Second and goal to go on the one. Graham sends Gedney in motion left. He fakes the hand off the centers. He throws to the right side for Carter. He's got it. He scores. That's one part of the equation critical part is right now they've scored the six points they gotta get the two-point conversion to tie this football game up
1: and the cardinals would tack on that two-point conversion kent graham hitting rob moore again so game tied at 22 and cardinals cowboys is going overtime in prime time once again
2: richard relis and kevin butler what makes a transplant fan drop that jersey and pick up a new one it's winning a victory helps people say, this is now my team. You
3: know, all of a sudden you look up there and all the Cowboy jerseys have been turned inside out. Now there were Cardinal jerseys and the, and the people were getting going.
1: There were plenty of Cardinals fans in that stadium, but as everyone knew, you just needed to give them something to cheer for. Former Cardinals receiver Anthony Edwards.
4: Here in Arizona, you have a lot of people that have moved here from somewhere else. They're going to hold on to their team until you prove that you can be a consistent winner. And when you consistently win it, because everybody wants to brag about the winner. Our team beat your team, this and that. But you have to prove yourself and be committed and be consistent with it where you'll pull them over.
1: Now we're in overtime. The Cardinals fumble the ball to the Cowboys before cards linebacker Ronald McKinnon gets it right back, forcing a fumble of his own recovered by Terry Irving. Two pass plays later, 19 yards to Rob Moore, and then Larry centers with a 29-yard catch and run, the Cardinals are at the Cowboys' three-yard line. Here comes kicker Kevin Butler for a 20-yard chip shot, right? Actually, left, hard left.
3: I wanted to kick it so hard and fast. That's exactly what I did, and
0: it took it left. Here's the snap. The kick is on the way. It hit the upright. It's good. It went through. It hit it upright, and then it went through. It's good. The Cardinals win.
1: That's former Cardinals announcer, the late, great Tom Dillon, and his partner, John Misler. And that emotion, that's 13 straight losses worth of pent-up frustration that was unleashed in the Red Sea as well. It was like taking the lock off
2: a birdcage in a good way. It was bedlam, but celebratory bedlam. It's like March Madness. You know how it is in college, you win a game, he got his shot and everybody just run on the field. I run on the court. That's what it felt like. I'm on the field, fans start climbing down and I walk with them and start trying to get quotes and interviews, uh, which is tough with a notebook, uh, trying to write down people shouting in my ear. We needed to escape as quickly as possible
4: because those people want to have souvenirs. They'll grab your hat. The equipment man he's going nuts because they all want to get into his lair you know with hats and spare parts and and all of that Uh, souvenirs to take home and say i was there for that game
1: oh they got their souvenirs all right in fact look up in the sky fans scaling the uprights eyewitness larry centers the former cards fullback he had fans hanging off him like they were dangling off the goalposts.
3: I remember a guy came up and he grabbed me and gave me a big bear hug and I didn't even know the guy. You know, the guys were crazy. I remember seeing a guy hanging, straddled the goalpost and them rocking it and all of that kind of stuff, but it was pure
2: pandemonium.
4: The celebration ensues on the field as the Cardinals pick up their biggest win to
2: date here in the Valley of the Sun. Slowly this thing starts coming down and it's placed on like dozens, hundreds of shoulders. My brothers were part of that. Uh, they, they helped tear the goalposts down. I mean, obviously there's no plan for this. You don't know what to do. They start walking out of the stadium with the goalpost and I dutifully followed along with
3: them. I remember them walking out with it. I, you know, I remember vividly looking back towards the campus end and they would just walk with it And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't that familiar with the area. So I was thinking, well, well I wonder where they're going. But, uh, you know, all I knew that there was, you know, the bars and stuff down that way. So at least they were going to head to the right direction uh, to continue their celebration.
0: Everyone stuck
2: around. They tore the goalpost down. I saw a group of the guys carrying the goalpost down the street.
0: Let's go back to the streets of Tempe. Paul Calvisi. Obviously a little jubilation out there, Paul.
1: Yeah, they stormed the field, Vic, and now they came and stormed the postgame party. No Cowboy fans loud in here, right, gang? In fact, there were a couple of Cowboy fans out on the corner. They literally wouldn't let him in. So there I was, Pauly Helium, a young TV reporter at Channel 5 in Phoenix, and it was definitely live, local, and late-breaking when those goalposts went down the street. I was reporting from a bar called Bandersnatch, and let me tell you, A goalpost in person up close is much bigger than you think, as they went wide to my left
2: all the way to Mill Avenue. They hit the center of Mill Avenue, 5th and Mill, and now they put it up right in the center of the intersection, just kind of holding it there. My brothers had bruises on their shoulders and they were riding on the goalpost at some point and they they were having a wild time while we were in the locker room celebrating.
1: Oh yeah. The locker room. Uh, let's just say that in the visiting locker room, the Cowboys were not celebrating, not after 12 penalties for 105 yards. In fact, while the goalposts were headed west, Cowboys head coach Barry Switzer was fuming over how his Cowboys went south.
4: Best team maybe didn't win the game
3: tonight, in my opinion. But when you can't make first downs, you have no offense, and you can't score touchdowns, you don't get beaten against anybody you play. It was a worst
1: experience of penalties I've ever seen a football team play. All right, thank you, Coach Switzer. A just around the corner, a much different vibe. As the Cardinals were a rootin' and a tootin' and celebrating, his owner, Bill Bidwalt, made his customary post-game visit to longtime head trainer, John Omohundra.
4: We were all in the locker room and and Mr. B came in after the game and he was just chuckling and and he came into the training room to say, can't believe it, you know what they're doing? And I said, who? And he says, The fans, they're tearing down the goalposts. And he says, the last report that I had, they're carrying the uprights down Mill Avenue, and they're getting ready to throw it in the
2: river. One piece went to Rio Salado Bridge, and they threw it off into the Rio Salado. At the time, I don't even think there was water in there. The Tempe Town Lake, like the idea of the Tempe Town Lake had been uh, considered, but it was still a dry riverbed. And so they get to this dry riverbed and plant it in the dirt and then celebrate and walk away
1: the fans work was done but for reporter richard relis on
2: deadline his work was just beginning it was time for me to write and so i wrote a new lead i wrote a new first paragraph for my story because now it wasn't a, a cowboys fans take over sun devil stadium story now it's Cardinals win. The lead that went out in, in the driveways the next morning said something like, "Available goalpost, slightly used, pickup only." Go to the Salt River. Bay. I saw the pictures the next morning, and they showed the fans, you know, climbing on the goalpost, taking the goalpost down. Look, everything the fans did was deserving. I wish I could have been able to celebrate with them like that. That would have been just as crazy. I don't know if we all would have made it back out of our uniforms, but they probably would have took it off us, but it was a great one.
1: Because remember, for players like Frank Sanders, that 1997 victory was the Cardinals' first win in a home opener since the team moved to Arizona in 1988.
3: I couldn't be prouder of, of, of a team the way they fought. Uh, uh, as I told them in there, I'm not sure there's another team in the National Football League that would have come back
1: and and won that ball game after we go into the locker room at 19-7. Head coach Vince Tobin that night. Although history says the bigger, more lasting win was winning over the fans, Cowboys fans in Arizona who converted for good.
4: The Cardinals really won over a lot of fans with that game. It had all the thrills that the NFL could ask for. Long plays, hard hitting. Every play important as evidenced by the Kevin Butler cue ball shot off the upright.
0: Kevin Butler's night. 20 yards out. It hits the post, but it goes through, and Arizona has the shocking 25-22 victory in overtime.
3: It hit that upright and went through, and I just remember holding my head going, oh gosh, you know, if I didn't make that, they might have carried me out of the stadium instead of the goal
1: post. Great punctuation, a great Point after, if you will, from kicker Kevin Butler when we asked him to go down Memory Lane about the night the goalpost went down Mill Avenue. Thanks for joining us. For producer Jim Omahundro, I'm Paul Calvisi. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Cardinals Folktales presented by 72 Soul.